Katie, I want you to uh, start off on like, what are, what are some of the things that we love about our culture? Sure. I think one of the things that sticks out the most is that we are very family oriented. Um, those relationships are just really important to us. So that's a huge love that I have for our culture is our love for family. Welcome to the Deep Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the deep. And in this podcast, we talk about everything. We talk about anything. Uh, just like in my last episode, uh, we dive deep into different categories, different subjects. And I also got another guest on here. Before we start, my name is Star Sue. I'm your host for tonight for the Welcome to the Deep podcast. And we're going to have a good time. We're going to chill. We're going to vibe. We've got one of my good friends up in here. So speaking of my friend, we are going to introduce her real quick. And she's hailing all the way from Utah. She is the host of the Polynesian Girl Diaries. So welcome on in, Katie. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing well. I'm kind of nervous now, now that you say that. <laughs> this is my first uh, podcast appearance, so it's, it'll be a nice little learning experience. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And if you guys hadn't checked out her podcast already, it is on Spotify. The link will be down below. Check it out. It is called Polynesian Girl Diary. She talks about a lot of different, you know, uh, categories with like dating, um, uh, quotes, motivational quotes, talks about horror movies. Like there's a lot to, to go off of. I really do enjoy listening to your podcast, uh, especially when I'm like driving to school and stuff. So I just have it playing and um, I learned a lot of stuff. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I do learn a lot. <laughs> What's going on, podcast people, all you podcast lovers? Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor, the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. If you're thinking about starting a podcast or if you're already a seasoned pro, Anchor is the perfect platform for you. With their user-friendly interface and top-notch features, you can record, edit, and distribute all your podcasts to all the major platforms with just a few clicks. And the best part, it's freaking free. I said that right, it's free. Whether you're a solo host or you have a team of co-hosts, Anchor has got you covered. So what are you waiting for? Let's get it started, baby. Start that podcast, give Anchor a try, and let your voice be heard. So question, um, uh, just speaking on that real quick, what made you want to start your own podcast? Um, I'm a podcast junkie myself. I love to listen to podcasts while I'm cleaning the house or just driving around. And I guess once... I got started with TikTok. There were some topics that I learned I wanted to elaborate more on. Kind of just took it and ran with it. Everyone was starting podcasts, so I was like, why not? So right, right. That's where I got it from. I think um it's it's not I don't think it's taking the place of music because you know, typically when you're cleaning house or you know, music is is very like you use it for a lot of stuff. You use it to get pumped up for sporting events. You use it to calm down, use it to relax, use it to sleep. And I think podcast has become like something similar to, to music where you could just put on and relax to, or get informative stuff. Or uh, maybe there is a lot of motivational uh, podcasts too, where you can get pumped up too. Right. I agree. Yeah. I think it's a really good way of like being productive, but also your mind is like, entertained i guess or learning as well right right and it's um it's podcasting been around um and i'm sure you know this podcast has been around for a while now but it's i think it's it's booming right now as far as like the entertainment side of you know uh technology or uh, um social media and all that stuff like there's so much like you said there's so much people 
that has their own podcast now and, and about totally different things had the same mindset as you, like as far as, you know, starting a podcast and like everybody is doing it now. Well, a lot of people are doing it now. So I was like, why not? You know, I, I have conversations with like friends and stuff all the time where I'm like, damn, that would have been good on a podcast. <laughs> right. Do you have those moments too? Oh, absolutely. And I think just to put it into context, I don't think I really grew up around like hearing many Polynesians with podcasts. So I think it's like really exciting to be able to, I've seen a couple of uh, Polynesian podcasts. So uh, it, I think it's just a really exciting time um, to know that there are other Polynesians that are out there that are going through similar experiences um, that can, you can just not feel so alone. So I think that was a big appeal the fact because initially my podcast was brown girl diaries and then i wanted it to be more pointed to the polynesian i guess uh, community audience yeah Body. exactly to know that you know there are people that are out there that are going through what you're going through so yeah, yeah. no yeah for sure and um you know we'll, we'll get uh we'll get into you know our polynesian pacific islander culture a little later but um I just want to give a shout out to all your viewers out there on YouTube. If you guys are watching, I appreciate you guys coming through. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and then hit the notification button so that you don't miss any episode that comes out. Again, we drop a new episode every Wednesday on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, feel free to leave a comment, you know, give us your thoughts, uh, your critiques, constructive, uh, constructive criticism on, on whatever uh, subject that we talked about where we just have fun, we just vibe, we just talk about different subjects. And uh, speaking of subjects, what we're going to talk about throughout the episode is we're going to touch base on the Pacific Islander culture, specifically Samoan, um, because that's what we are, both of us, right? Um, and then we're going to get into relationships and dating. You know, it's a good, uh, a lot of people, a lot of podcasts like to talk about relationship dating. What should you look out for when you when you're going on a day, what, what should you ask and all that stuff. And then, then we're going to get into, uh, one of Katie's favorite subjects. We're going to get into some horror movies. Um, yeah, yeah. I am the opposite. I don't like watching horror movies. Fair. But, um, yeah, so we were just talking about, um, the Polynesian culture, uh, Pacific Island culture, uh, just so you guys know, um, I do want to point out that when we say Polynesian, that's just like, what a lot of the world knows this Pacific Island, their culture is, is Polynesian because there's a lot of people that's from the Polynesian islands are out in the United States and different worlds. But then what people don't know is there's three parts of the Pacific ocean and that's the Polynesian islands, the Melanesian islands and the Micronesian islands. And all of them, all three consist of the whole Pacific Islander culture. So I just thought I'd touch up on that real quick. And us being Samoan, we are Polynesian, so that's why you'll probably notice that we'll be saying Polynesian a lot. <laughs> Katie, I want you to uh, start off on like, what are what are some of the things that we love about our culture? Sure, I think one of the things that sticks out the most is that we are very family oriented. Uh, we love our families. We usually have large families, so um, I often look at it as at least from what I've observed, a lot of Balangis, they tend to see their friends as their family. But I think that a lot of times Polynesians view their 
family members as friends. Um, those relationships are just really important to us. So that's a huge love that I have for our culture is our love for family. What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean by like, maybe you can elaborate on like, what do you mean that like us Samoan people see our family as our friends? Like, I think that we prioritize our, we tend to prioritize our family relationships over our friend relationships. I think that's what I mean. It's like, they're our family too, but it's like, they're our best friends. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I understand. One thing, one thing I do want to bring up too, is like, one of the things that I do like, I do love about our culture, but I also like, don't like it, but I'm gonna say it anyway, is our pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our pride exactly. is, pride is something else, man. Like, you know, if you guys are listening and, and you're, you're a very prideful person, or if you know somebody who's very prideful in what they do, how they hold themselves, it's, uh, sometimes it can come off as intimidating. But it's really being proud of who they are, where they come from, what they represent. And I think us in our Samoan culture, especially, I know a lot of the other Islander cultures kind of can relate to it, but I don't want to speak on their culture. We are very proud of where we come from. And we show that in a representation throughout everything, a lot of aspects in life. And there's a lot of what sports, um, um, athletes out there that's in the professional field that really represent our culture. And I'm so happy that they do it. And then there's, uh, there's some in the entertainment business, as far as like singing, dancing, acting. I mean, the biggest, the biggest, uh, influencer is, is the rock. I mean, and he's only half Samoan and he represents our culture like so much. And that's, that shows how much pride that he has for our culture. And like, would you agree that like, I do love that about our culture, but then sometimes it kind of gets in a way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I guess that kind of ties into my next point of what I love so much is our, I guess our love for community. Like if you see another poly or another Samoan, like it's just, the trust is a lot easier to gain because you're like, they're like me, they're very similar to me. And maybe sometimes that's an assumption, but for the most part, I think it's really great to feel that instant connection just because you are an Islander. Right, right. And there is, and if you guys are listening, that's totally true. Like, you see another Pacific Islander, even if they're not Samoan, if they're Hawaiian, Tongan, Fijian, like, uh-huh. you're, they're gonna, you're gonna say hi to them regardless. But I do gotta point out, because I don't know if you had any experience, you can let me know if you did or not. There was some times that they, I don't know if they were shame or they just didn't think I was Polynesian. They just never acknowledged, like they looked at me. I know, I know they saw me, but then they just keep doing their own thing. And I'm like, man, you didn't want to say hi to me. Like, you know what I mean? It's especially prevalent. I feel like in where in settings, I, I think I get more offended when they don't acknowledge me when it's like a setting full of people that don't look like you and then you're like yo you're <laughs> we're polys like and <laughs> so it's not always the case that they're like hey what's up like so it's it's interesting but it's i feel like it's more offensive when they don't do that in a setting where it's like no one looks like you right no same i get i i don't want to say i get like fully offended i just get a little offended and then, because yeah. then I also understand that, like, you know, maybe their personality is not very outgoing as, like, mine is. 
Mm. So like, is there is there a, are you? Because then you said that like you get a little offended. Do you make it known? Like, or do you go up to them? Do you even say it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Unless I feel inclined to be like, yo, I want to talk to that person. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just kind of like, okay, it's all right. Like we're just doing it out here. That's great that you're here and I'm here. <laughs> so what? What if? What if they're thinking the same thing that you're thinking? Like, oh, I'm so offended. This this Samoan girl, this Polynesian girl, didn't say hi to me. That's a fair point. In that case, I guess it's a lost cause. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, at that point, it is what it is. And um, I know, I know. For me, I'm in I'm in Arizona right now, and I'll see like because I was born and raised in Hawaii, and yes, I am Samoan. I was raised in a Samoan culture, but I was also raised in the Hawaiian culture in Hawaii because that's where I was born and raised. And so I have an understanding of both and there's a lot of similarities. So whenever I see, I take, I take Hawaii so prideful, like, cause that's where I'm from. And I see people when they're driving by and they have the Hawaii sticker. I'm like, I always pull up and I'm like, throw the shock at the, Hey, what's up? Oh, and, and, and then they look at me like, <laughs> hi, I'm like, bro, what? we're from, I'm from Hawaii. I'm shocking at you. Cause like, Come on, like you know what I mean, like what you said earlier. Like, come on, man, we're we look the same on this road right now. You know, there's no other people on here that has a Hawaii sticker. <laughs> that's so funny. I uh, I got this like shaka decal that's on my car, and we were driving. My best friend and I were driving, and then there was this van that was beside us, and it was a family. So there were kids in the back, the parents were in the front, and we were driving by, and then all of a sudden. Um, they just started waving at us. They started waving and doing a shaka, and it was the cutest thing. <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> that's you... the car you needed to be saying. Oh, oh wait, no, that, that's my car. Never mind. Oh, that was your car. <laughs> <I'm still> <laughs> but yeah, no, you, you're not wrong. That's the car that I need to be seeing on the road where they're like, Seriously? "Hey, what's up, man?" <laughs> but um, no, yeah, they're, they're probably like intimidated, or whatever. Because I don't know. Apparently, I'm very intimidating looking. I don't get it, but darn, that's unfortunate. No, yeah, like I, I was just telling my uh, one of my friends the other day, like you know, I don't know why some people like they admitted to me too, like after I've we've gotten to know each other, just as friends or whatever, they like you know he was very intimidating. Like I didn't want to talk to you because I was scared. I was like, what do you mean you were scared? Like I don't know, you just look intimidating, like you're a big dude or whatever. <laughs> you seem so friendly. I no, exactly, but um. Maybe, maybe sometimes, like, sometimes, like, when I have, like, a, you know, resting bitch face, you know, it's not like, <laughs> I don't know. Plus, I got, a, you know, full-on beard. My hair is a little wild. That's why I wear hats mm -hmm. and stuff. I don't know. But um, um, that ties into being a Pacific Islander. You know, a lot of us, a lot of us uh, Islanders are huge. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. um, that's another thing that I do love about our culture is that, you know, we're very unique in our own way. And um, some may say that like other Islanders are big as well, or, you know, this type of looking some, uh, what I do like is a lot of people love our, our hair, especially the female hairs. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the long curls or, or waviness and like thickness of the hair. Like some, I've, I've always had like people like say like, I'm so jealous of, your sister's hair or or polynesian girl hair in general you know what i mean <laughs> have you have you gotten any like compliments on hair or whatever definitely i always feel like it's like 
the equivalent to Balangis getting compliments on their eyes. <laughs> That's how I equate it to. Oh, good point. Good point. Let's move on to some of our challenges in our islander culture. And I know if you are Polynesian, you guys are listening to this, you probably be like, oh, I know a lot of challenges because <laughs> I know there's some challenges and and within the culture, within the people and all that stuff. But I think a lot of the challenges that and you can correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, it's fine. I think it ties into a lot of our people staying stuck in the past, especially with like the 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 file of Elaves or any culture cultural aspect of of how we do things you know i i've come to some kind of point where like yeah i am talking to my mom about this where like like mom this is i understand the culture we have to do it this way or that way or whatever and that's how it was done back in the days but this is a new world now you know what i mean where we're in a new economic world where or I don't know how to explain it, but we're just in a new generation now where things are different and, you know, we could try and do things a certain way or try and believe things a certain way, but, um, it's just, it is what it is. And it just feels like sometimes that my, uh, my parents or whoever the elders I'm talking to is just stuck in the past. You know what I mean? I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> have you had any, um, I mean, if you want, if do you have any stories or like maybe situations like that? I'm just trying to think of someone that's very stuck in that way. And I'd probably say it's my grandma. She's very much that way. And so it's, it's hard for me to express newer ideas to her because she is older and she is very set in her mindset about certain things, especially cultural. Sorry, I'm being super vague. No, no, no. You're good. Don't worry about it. But she implements, she is the person that I thought about exactly when you were talking. <laughs> no, yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's tough because us, our generation, and then even the newer ones, like they're stuck in this predicament and we're like, this is what I'm learning in the world. And, but this is what you're teaching me and how we used to do it back in the days, which like, what do I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially with like, you know, I know we was talking about, uh Fala Velaves. Um that's a that's a big I think it's I think it's a big issue now more than it was back then. You know, with the the old timers, they they're trying to stick to what it was back then and how it's supposed to be done and no questions asked. This is the way you're supposed to do it. But they don't realize that like, you know, this generation now there's there's so much going on in life now that like if we can help then we can help. You know what I mean? If it's if we can't meet the deadline to to I don't know putting some money or whatever it is, donating something, then you know what I mean? Like you, you don't have to make us feel bad. I think that's the biggest part is where these, um, you know, our, the older generations are, are, our elders and stuff. They make us feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's not very much, uh, understanding on their part, which can ruin, has the potential to ruin relationships. I think a lot of times. No, oh, and it sucks. And I feel like, to to feed up on ruining relationships like they they they'll turn around later and be like oh you know sorry you know what i mean sorry that i did that you know you're still my nephew you're still my son like like nothing happened <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you know i feel like especially with falavilavis it it went away with the whole meaning behind it you know what i mean and and what i mean by that is like what with, with us generations now and you know we're we're growing to have our own families and then yes we understand 
is you know our part that we have to play but one don't make us feel bad and two it's it's come to that point where like once we hear that word it's like automatically a negative thing yeah <laughs> you already get stressed exactly so <laughs> how did it how did it come from a good thing where respect was in there you know what i mean where people wanted to do that to like now where once we just even think of the word it's like oh stress you know what i mean and absolutely I, I think it's because you know all of that the bad stress that they 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 tack on top of that word and when they're calling us and like oh you have to do this da, da, making us feel bad da, 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 you know what i mean yeah there's definitely a lot of obligation tied to it and that doesn't help the situation you know a lot of times when these do occur when the fall of love is occur it's like stressful as it is and then the fact that they're like hounding you about it doesn't help anyone no yeah for sure what do you think some of the because we talked about what we love about our culture what do you think are other challenges in our pacific island culture yeah i mentioned this on an earlier tiktok that i had posted and it was talking about how individualism can be difficult in our culture i think a lot of times since we are generally speaking a very group oriented people kind of believing that you know our village I think there's a saying behind it, like the village raises the kid or whatever. Right. Um, I think it's hard to thrive as someone who wants to be a little more independent um, as you get older in that, like if you're not in the normal bounds of what a Islander is stereotypically, then you're considered like weird or you're just different because you didn't choose a path that maybe everyone all the other islanders take so i think that can be a challenge at least i've experienced that myself oh yeah i totally agree and we could also say that one of our other biggest challenges is other islanders saying that other islanders are not islanders if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah. like let's 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 use you for example right another another samoan you know they're gonna say where you're from and you're gonna Oh, I don't know. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but you probably say like, "Oh, I'm I'm from uh, Alaska. Was raised there." Or no? Do you say that you're from Samoa? I'm. I say I was born in Samoa, but yeah, raised in Alaska. Okay. So even even with that though, like some some Samoans that was born and raised throughout their whole life in Samoan, uh, in Samoan, in Samoa, they'll say like, yeah. "Oh, you're not a real Samoan." You know what I yeah. mean? Like what? She has the blood, or he has the blood. You know what I'm saying? Like how are they not Samoan? And they're like, oh, you don't know how to speak the language. You weren't raised there in the culture. Da, da, da. I'm like, my, my parents taught me the culture, you know, even. Yeah. And I've gotten that because I was in Hawaii. You know, they, they would call me Palangi. I'm like, bro, I'm not Palangi. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think people, when they do that, when they put people into that category that way, like you're really just doing yourself a disservice as well as your community because you're nitpicking like who can be someone when you don't have the authority to do that really exactly it's silly to me no yeah i totally think it's silly and there's a it was like a big thing on tiktok you know what i'm saying like right yeah it was a huge thing on tiktok and then we had like some people come in and like reply to certain people's videos and they who did they do it on they did it on the rock like oh geez i haven't seen you that you see now so like uh um, no i haven't i think it was the the black adam um red carpet um what is that called oh, with Drew? yes 
and a lot of people was talking smack they're like oh look look at the rock he didn't even he didn't even like he looked so confused you know what i mean he didn't even know what to say to this someone girl they didn't know that um because i so i found out that the rock actually said um i think he said talofa to her like but it was very quiet they didn't hear it on the mic so mm-hmm. he, you know what i mean he responded and then you know he he does what every polynesian do when they meet a new a new polynesian oh where are you from what's your last name that's exactly what he said you know what i mean and i think drew didn't even i i think i forgot i don't know if she's made a video or not but i know that she didn't even mind the interview like she didn't see no offense that he He was really excited exactly yeah and then there was people yeah and then there was people on tiktok making videos that like oh the rock is not real someone he didn't you know he he got confused when she said something in someone to him and like bro of course he's gonna be confused he wasn't raised in the language but he was raised in the culture yikes so and then you had like i think you had like other people from uh new zealand that does speak the language they were like so a lot of people was like backing him up and then um and then other videos started coming out where how do you down another someone for not speaking the language and making fun of that person when you could just help them you know what i'm saying like help them teach them some of the language if they really want to learn you know what i'm saying yeah be part of the solution exactly <laughs> you're so willing to critique <laughs> exactly and i think that's what uh uh my two episodes ago when i had ken on here he's another Samoan. that was one thing that he said he said there's only so much that he could do to help these kids, you know, growing up and all that stuff. But he's just trying to be a part of the solution, not not be a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. So another another big thing on our culture is religion. And we have two different religions here. I know you grew up Mormon, right? I did. You grew up Mormon. I grew up Catholic. And that's like the two biggest. Cool. That's the two okay. biggest religion. Uh, uh, religious uh, faction, I guess you can call it, in the Samoan culture, in the Pacific Island culture. And for me, I still practice, I still have my beliefs and all that stuff. Um, but I do understand that you had a little journey throughout your Mormon um, life, I guess. Do you want to elaborate more on that? Yeah, basically, I kind of just, I want to say lost my faith because I feel like I actively chose to stop being a part of that lifestyle, but I'm not living the same way that I was growing up because um, Mormonism, is a, it's a lifestyle. It's a, I mean, any religion really is. So finding what works for me, basically, and that's kind of hard. You have a few examples of what Mormonism is, like what do you guys do, what separates being Mormon compared to like a Catholic or Christian? Absolutely. Um, so... Basically, Mormons believe that they're the only religion, they're the end-all, be-all. So if you're not Mormon, then damnation for you, I guess. (laughs) But basically, we believe in all the Christian values, you know, no sex before marriage. Um, Modesty is huge in the Mormon religion. So is your language, no coffee. There's something called the Word of Wisdom where... You basically are not supposed to have any coffee or I think there's certain teas that are prohibited as well, but it's pretty strict in terms of the way that your life is supposed to be. So oftentimes it seems like there needs to be this cookie cutter type of outlook for what your life or what you 
need to be. That's, I mean, that's just crazy to me. Um, because I, I understand that Mormonism is very strict because I have family that are Mormon. Um, it's, I feel like, I feel like half, maybe it's, I think, I think it's like a 70, 30, like 30% of my families is Mormon and then 70% of my families is, is Catholic. But it's, it's, I think Catholicism is very similar as far as like the strictness behind certain things that you can and cannot do and stuff like that. But I, I feel like Mormonism is a, is a lot more strict on the strict side with, yeah. with specific things that you can't do. Right. Oh, and of course, no alcohol yeah. either or uh, drugs of any kind. I don't know if that's like, are you guys allowed to drink as Catholics? I mean, yeah, we're, we're allowed to I, I think I yeah we're, there's no like rule that we can't. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I know I know our biggest thing is um staying abstinence. That's like our one of our biggest no. ones. Definitely. Um, abstinence and if you guys don't know what abstinence is, it's basically just not having intercourse, sexual intercourse until you guys get married. So um because that's the same thing with Mormonism, right? Yes. Yes. I know. For Catholicism, we are very big on the religious holidays. We're very strict on those. I mean, like, I know we're in Lent season right now, and it's not really strict, but then it's like, they kind of like egg you on to, to practice it. Um, if you guys don't know what Lent is, so Lent is just basically, you know, 40 days. Uh, we either give up something or we add something to our life that benefits us um, either making our relationship with, you know, our Lord, you know, Jesus, Jesus Christ, you know, building our relationship together or in the, in the practices or whatever. So like, or, or just some, you know, the common things that a lot of people do is they, they give up something to eat. Like they'll give up rice or they give up, you know, salty foods or whatever, just to help benefit their life. But the whole meaning behind it is to get a closer relationship with God or Jesus Christ. So that's, um, uh, because if you guys don't know what the, the 40, um, the 40 days, you know, story in, in the Bible is, you know, you can correct me if, I'm, if I get this wrong, but Jesus was out in the desert for 40 days with no food and no water, all that stuff. And then he has an encounter with, you know, the devil and all that stuff, tempting him with temptations and stuff like that. So that's where the whole Lent season comes behind, um, at least with our Catholic, uh, religion. Are you currently in, are you participating in that? Uh, yeah. Have you oh, nice. Yeah. So I, so what I, so usually what I do is I'll give up something that, you know, soda, give up swearing, give up, you know, some s small stupid stuff that like could benefit me in the long run. But cause actually one year I gave up soda one year and I, I barely drink soda now. I'd probably drink like Sprite or CRMS for like when I'm sick. But I don't ever drink soda ever. So like that helps me in my health wise. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um other thing is like give up rice, you know, a lot of stuff a lot of things that I did give up but had to do like go with food. And then, you know, I went to church uh this past uh Wednesday when uh not this past Wednesday, but when Lent season had started and you know, he the the priest reiterated about, you know, the whole meaning behind Lenten season and all that stuff and like it's try to do something to like help build your faith up more than what it is or build your relationship with Jesus Christ or, you know, and God. And so I was really thinking about that. And what I decided to do was cause I don't ever do this. I mean, I'll pray. I pray before food, before eating my food and all that stuff. I pray 
if somebody needs praying for if they're sick and all this stuff so i i, I pray but i never I never pray on the side of my bed before i go to sleep and so i decided okay let me do that i'll, I'll pray before i go to bed and go to, before i close my eyes it's something that i feel like you know i do need to pray more you know what i mean i i've mm -hmm. you know whenever i go to church and you know, I say a little prayer at church. So I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness for not praying as much. And so I figured, you know. Or you'll just like sit in bed and just pray. <laughs> right, exactly. Is there, is there any, is there anything that like, because uh, I, I know you pray too. Is there any time when you, when you did pray, did you feel bad about something? <laughs> while I'm, while I'm praying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'd be those moments where I'm just too lazy to get on my knees and I'm just like, God, please. <laughs> just i'm so tired right now yeah probably in those moments if anything <laughs> so with uh as we end this topic about religion you can you uh tell me a little bit of your thoughts and how religion plays a huge part in the Samoan culture especially yeah i think that a lot of us are religious I mean, even if you go back to Samoa, isn't there like a church bell that rings for prayer time and then you're supposed to like stop whatever you're doing? I don't know. It's it's a very big part of being Samoan and it's really difficult to, if you're not as religious, to kind of navigate your way out or even have conversations where that's even a thing. Can't speak on it other than it's it's huge. I don't want to put you on a spot, but do you have any, I guess, regrets or remorse or whatever of, I guess, going away with the Mormonism? Because I, I think in one of your podcasts, you were saying that, like, you know, you are a little happier now or whatever when you're, you know, not practicing and all that stuff. Do I have any regrets leaving it? Yeah. Uh, there are times here and there where I talk with my mom and I know that she's, she's super strong in, in Mormonism and I think there's times where I just feel guilty that I'm not as committed to that and I don't think she really knows the extent of which I've gone away so there's times where I'm like man maybe I should go back to church and be this person that I think my mom wants me to be <laughs> but um, as far as that goes I, I don't uh, like you said, I, I'm much happier. And even though it's difficult to really figure out what I do believe, I would much rather go this way than what I, where I was before. Understandable. Understandable. And do you still have uh, faith? Do you still believe in Jesus Christ or God? Currently, I've kind of moved away from those. Um, I, I'm more like, I don't know that I believe that religion really is a path for me so that's where i'm diving into right but i'm also like open to other like learning about other religions which has just opened my mind a lot because it's like you believed in mormonism why couldn't you believe in buddhism or catechism you know there's right. so much to learn i think i i always you know i've i've talked about this a few times to to a couple of my friends who are mormon and who's also catholic and in christian um and there's a couple other religions out there too but i i've come to the point and you know if mom if you're listening to this and you're watching you know don't take it the wrong way but i just feel like if i don't practice 
the Catholicism that I grew up in, that doesn't mean I don't believe in Jesus Christ or God. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. If I don't do Lent season, if I don't, if I don't practice a certain thing, like say, even if I'm Mormon, if, if I don't do any of those practices and I still believe in Jesus Christ and God and I pray, like, I don't see a problem with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have to practice to have my beliefs. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So you're kind of moving away from organized religion? Well, I don't want to say that I am moving away, but I've grown, I've grown to not feel guilty about it. Like if, if, mm. uh, if my wife goes to church, cause my wife is like, she's stuck, not stuck. I don't want to say stuck. <laughs> taking it back. I'm taking it back. She's not stuck, but she is very strong in the, the practice part of Catholicism and stuff like that. She's very old school too. And, mm. um, Whenever she'd go to church or whatever, you know, I used to feel so guilty and be like, oh man, I miss church. You know what I mean? But that doesn't, yeah. but I realized over time that it didn't hinder my belief. So it's like, okay. I still believe in God. I still believe in Jesus Christ. I still believe that they do these things. You know what I mean? Even though, even though I miss church, you know what I mean? So over time I realized that, yeah, it may, it may affect my relationship with God or whatever. And, you know, I have fallen back on praying. But I still 100% believe in God and believe in Jesus Christ. So I was like, okay, it didn't really hinder my belief. So I shouldn't feel guilty. You know what I mean? Nice. Sounds like you've found something that works for you, which I think is just key into beliefs. Just like I'm very respectful of the fact that like a lot of my family members are still active. Like it's not that I'm trying to like tear anyone down. It's like do what makes you happy. Do what makes you you right right whatever whatever floats your boat you know what i mean exactly yeah (laughs) all right guys we're gonna move on to our next subject and it's uh relationships and dating and that's a big topic a big subject you know hopefully we don't take too much time but um whatever time it takes we're gonna talk about it so dating give me a little uh i guess uh status on what your dating life is if you don't mind oh goodness it's a mess (laughs) (laughs) kidding um currently i i mean i was casually dating for a little bit but now i'm just kind of focused on me and it sounds so cliche where just like yeah i'm just kind of working on myself i feel like you can say that a lot of times like or working on yourself you can spend so much time working on yourself but yeah right now i'm just really enjoying my singleness like I said, I was casually dating for a little bit, but decided to really kind of just take a step back and focus on what I want to do with my life and whatever that entails. So, what is what bit. is casual dating? Cause, oh, goodness. Because I don't know. I, I'm very, I mean, granted, I am locked down and I've been, you know, been with my wife yeah. for the past, what, 11, 12 years. So I don't know terminologies, but I do know that dating is dating. I don't know what casual dating is, or I don't know what serious dating is. I don't, you know what I mean? So explain to me what casual dating is. It's fair. And I recently learned this because I was like, I didn't know the difference either. But apparently casual dating is when you're maybe going on a couple of dates with a person like every now and then, or like you're basically going out with the person, but there's no commitment yet. Like you're openly seeing other people too. It's not that you're boyfriend and girlfriend. You're just going on dates here and there. 
without the title, you're still figuring out whether or not you want to be in a relationship with one another. I feel like <laughs> I feel like fun. that's the I feel like that's an issue, a big issue of why people can't find people because like if you're gonna date somebody, like focus on that person so you know that this is you know that's the right person in in the long run. Hopefully, if not, then okay, move on to the next person. But if you're casually dating right like you said you openly seeing other people whatever i feel like you're just confusing yourself like oh i don't know if i like this guy more or like this girl more you know what i mean it's very true yeah yeah you can ask my sisters or my friends whenever i tell them about a particular person they're like wait a minute wait a minute i'm confused which guy is this yeah <laughs> it can get a little messy um but I think what they're trying to do with that is like not to put all your eggs in one basket, which is, uh, which is nice. Cause then when things don't work out with this guy, then you could be like, okay, I want to see where things progress with this guy. And obviously this is like, you're not, you're not being that intimate with them every single time. So it's a little easier if that makes sense. No, yeah, that makes sense, and that's that's also another issue with with dating nowadays. <laughs> it's it's it works too fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of um, and I'm very not proud of this, but a lot of guys just want to get in the pants, or a lot of girls just want the guy for the money, and you know what I mean? It's and I'm don't don't judge me. I'm just pointing out some things that's been happening, but I think that's what's gone away with the traditional dating. I think traditional dating works a lot better than casual or if there is any other type of dating or whatever <laughs> um, you know, actually you know what there is uh what i put on here online dating so with dating apps and um i think um going away from the traditional dating where yeah i understand where you don't want to put in all your eggs in one pile at once but that's where a lot of people don't understand that you know having healthy boundaries up that way, okay, I could I could let one egg out, two eggs out, three eggs out, but I still have majority of my eggs, so I'm not overly doing it. But at the same time, still focusing on this one person because if it hits off, it hits off. If not, then you guys go your separate ways on a good note. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's also the problem with dating apps as well because you're matching with all these people, you're messaging back and forth, and it's really hard to just focus on one person when you're talking to a bunch so exactly i know in in your in one of your episodes of your podcast you talked about dating apps um tell, tell us tell us a, a little bit of your experience on on dating apps and if you want to specify what app worked or what didn't work <laughs> um, go ahead <laughs> oh man uh yeah i'm not currently on dating apps but when i was on dating apps there are quite a few things that you pick up on while you're on them, um, whether it's generally speaking what people would put in their bios or the type of messages you like or don't like. The platform in general, I, I almost want to say though, that yes, dating apps, meeting people on dating apps is like one way. I almost don't want to say that there's a difference between meeting people in real life because it's almost like you're still having to figure out who they are, or what annoys you about them. Like, it's almost the same. It's like, you can't even, you can filter them out about whether they just want one thing or not. Basically what I'm saying, sorry, is like, even if I were uh, like met someone at the grocery store, 
who's to say that they don't want they just want don't want anything serious like they just want ass like i don't me personally i don't really see that i've really seen a difference between meeting someone on a dating app versus meeting them at the store i've seen that like mutual friends kind of helps but other than that it's kind of the same I think mutual friends does help a lot in a dating aspect because there's a little sense of trust already built. Yeah. Um, but I do understand where you're coming from as far as like not seeing a difference. I think the only difference is it takes out that social anxiety that you have face to face. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, oh. are not, yeah, a lot of people are not social face to face. They don't like to talk in person. They'll freeze up or whatever compared to if you're on the phone, it's easier to to type out how you feel. I agree, which it's so funny because I there was this YouTube video that I was watching and it had oh my goodness I'm spacing on all the names but she was interviewing this guy and the he's a dating coach and he was talking about how dating apps versus you know regular or old fashioned dating dating apps enable us to be like he's like yeah the guy could just hit you up and be texting you but you don't know what his breath smells like you don't know what his teeth conditions are you don't know if he's wearing like yeah just there's I mean, just an element of like yeah no no in that aspect yeah i mean you don't know if he showered right exactly and so that's that is an issue you know what i mean that is an issue because uh but at the same time at the same time, if that person does have bad breath, but has like this amazing personality that kind of right. like that, that's, that's where the, the dating app kind of helps them on that aspect. You know what I mean? Yes. It can come off as very pretentious though, as well. Cause like you're displaying your life. Like it's almost kind of like social media though, too. You're displaying what you want people to see about you or only no, your yeah. attractive bits. So yeah. it's, it's very one-sided, I think. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I feel like that ties into another, another issue with dating apps is you get to pick and choose what you tell people. You know what I mean? When, mm. when you're dating in, in real life, or if you meet somebody in real life, you kind of you can almost pick up, I don't want to say negative things, but the less attractive parts of that person. Maybe if you meet this person, and you can kind of tell that this person is very indecisive. And then if that's something that you don't like, then you caught it already. Instead of meeting him on an app, the person's not going to say that he's indecisive. The person's not going to say that he's not responsible with his decisions or, you know what I'm saying? So it, there's pros and cons for both, you know, IRL dating or uh, mm -hmm. um, meeting or meeting people in IRL or meeting people on dating apps. But I think, um, tell me if you agree with me. I think these dating apps kind of, got so sexualized like to the point where it's basically a hookup app you know what i'm saying very much so you'll get people that like shame you for being on the app for looking for a relationship and i was like is this not a dating app it yeah. doesn't make any sense but don't let people make you feel bad for looking for a relationship on a dating app like i mean prime example tinder like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like tinder is a dating app but it was so, you know, it went overboard to where, like, they make people would make jokes about it, or if somebody says that they <laughs> met this person on Tinder, like, oh, you guys hooked up? Like, automatic judgment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Exactly. But I think that comes along with 
just this world in general and how people can just come become so judgmental like automatically and being judgmental does not help any of the parties at all nope if if you're the person that's being judge judgmental then that it shows people the type of person you are and then you know nobody's gonna want to be around you and then that's not gonna be good so <laughs> exactly 100 percent. you know when we're talking about dating right and whether or not it's on on a dating app or if if it's uh, you meet a person in real life or whatever but one of the things like i'm going to give you guys some advice one of the things that i've always you know gave advice to with with when people are going on dates or whatever or trying to find the right person like you have to base it off of common interests so when you ask questions right and i'm going to ask you this in a, in a second um katie when you when you go on a date and you're thinking about what type of questions that you want to ask base it off of your interests Maybe get to know the person first, and then when you ask more questions, ask them about their interests. Ask them about their things that they like to do, and then maybe they'll elaborate on it. And then you can pick and find things that are like, oh, I like that too. And then boom, you can. Then you're a little bit more interested, and then you find another thing that you guys have common interest in, and boom, you're a little bit more interested in. And yes, it is. It is a little bit of a grind, if you want to call it. You know, trying to, you know, and, and it does get um what do you call it it does get exhausting but holding a relationship and then eventually getting into a marriage and all that stuff that's exhausting too that's that's the rest of your guy's life so finding a person to date or whatever you got to make sure that it lines up with you and then if you if you don't find anything then you know that that's that might not be the person and then you don't have to waste any of your any more of your time or that person's time what are some things that you also want to ask too, if on, on your perspective, any advice, like what, what kind of questions should you ask on a date and all that stuff? Oh man, I am naturally a curious person. So I like to, I, I like to ask a lot of questions. I think that it's important to get to know your person thoroughly. And I know that it's, there's different ways in which you can get to know a person. So it's not going to come through just asking you know, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite music to listen to? But, you know, that really does come with time. But I think an important element of relationships and dating is being friends. I think that's a really important foundation to base a relationship off of because it's so much easier to work things out when you're friends versus when you really couldn't give a shit about this person. Like, it's easier to walk away if you don't have that foundation of friendship and that's and that's what any type of relationship and you know when we yeah you know we are specifically talking about you know finding that person in a relationship but this plays into a, every relationship your relationship with your friends your family members your sisters your brothers your siblings your cousins i mean to a certain extent obviously when you're dating it's a little bit more but you know, you could apply the same things to your relationship with your family members and your friends and stuff like that too. But I want you, I, I'm going to, I want to say this and then I would like for you to elaborate more on it. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that when they get into dating and then they start asking questions and all that stuff. And yes, you know, you try to find common interests and all that stuff, but it's not always going to be perfect. Right. So my biggest thing is when I tell people to go date and stuff, be realistic. You know what I mean? Be, have a sense of realism when you go dating and 
you know, not expecting that this person might be your knight in shining armor or be Superman or be Superwoman. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their flaws. Nobody's gonna be perfect. So just because this person has one thing, but everything else you love, you're not gonna date them. Like, bro, you that's kind of messed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. <laughs> do you think do you think that's an issue? And I don't want to put you in a spot, but do you think that's an issue more on the female side when they're dating or more on the male side of, of dating, like not being realistic when trying to find somebody? I guess I can only speak on the female side, but I've definitely seen that within my own personal experience where I expect them to be on their A game, really. In all honesty, I think for me, I try not to expect anything out of anyone that I don't expect for myself. Don't expect things of others that you don't expect of yourself or can provide. It kind of it kind of reminds me of uh, what Ice Cube said, right? Was it Ice Cube? Yeah, Ice Cube said, <laughs> "Man, hey, you check yourself before you wreck yourself, man." <laughs> That's really what it is, man. Lies. <laughs> um, yeah, just just being realistic, man. You know, yeah, have a lot of optimism. Uh, be optimistic about, you know, finding love or finding that person. But also have, you know, like what I had in my other episode, you know, the balance between realism and optimism. You know, it's it's good to have both um, with any aspect in life. And it's, I think it plays a big part into uh, relationships and dating. So we're going to go into two of these top five things I want to ask you. And hopefully you're ready for it. But uh what is the top five things that you look for in a person? Great questions. The first one is probably that they're my best friend. That's important. Uh, the second one is, these are going to sound so basic, but sadly it's not something that people can offer these days. So I'm going to go with respect, loyalty, um, consistency, and then good communication. Okay. so. Number one was what again? Best friend. So does that mean like they have to be best friends with you first or you just have that best friend vibe going from, from the jump? Um, best friend vibe from the jump. Yeah. You. Just the, even the potential of becoming like that is someone that I get along really well with. We could really hit it off. I feel that. I feel that. So that's number yeah. one. Number two is respect. Number three is. I think I said consistency. <laughs> I forget. Well, loyalty, 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 and then four and five. You said it pretty fast. Consistency, and then the last one was holy moly. <laughs> worst memory. No, it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. People could just rewind it anyway. But um, yeah, we'll move on to the top. The next top five. What's your top five dating tips? Whether it be IRL or dating apps, it don't matter. Okay, the first one would be you have shared values. I think you touched on this earlier. Well, shared interests, but values, I think I would put in that category as well, because uh, attraction is one thing, but compatibility is a whole nother thing. And I think shared values comes with uh, being compatible. The second one would kind of be to ensure that there is some type of foundation for your relationship. Personally, I'd say that would be friendship, because that will help in a lot of aspects while you're dating. Um, the third piece of advice I would say is to continue to date 
your person. Um, it's not just a means of the finish line where whether you see that as marrying them or courting them as your significant other, but I think it's important to continue to learn and, and love your person wholeheartedly. Fourth one is to be patient. <laughs> I think a lot of times it's hard, especially maybe if you live with your partner or spend a lot of time with them, it can be easy to take them for granted and patience is really, really needed. Last piece of advice is to have fun. <laughs> um, whatever that looks like for you guys, everyone's dynamic is different. Also, just a reminder to have fun while you're dating. A lot of times it can be really stressful or just seemingly pointless, but I'm sure that we, we all find our people eventually. No, oh, yeah. No, that's a uh, great, great tips on, on dating. And that's uh, whether or not it's on a dating app or IRL, or if you met them from uh, a family friend or, or another family member, you know, it's, it's um, very universal. You know what I mean? It's, it's a mm -hmm. tip for male females. And then if you do um, are like, a, I don't know, transgender or, you know, a part of another, the, the LGBTQ community as well, all dating is very universal as far as dating tips and what you said. I think for me, like one of my, one of my biggest advice when you do go out and date is I'm going back to being realistic. Like don't judge the book by the cover. You know what I mean? Like attractiveness is a big part to it, but the person that you may be the most attracted to may not be the best person for you. And that's where the rest of the whole dating aspect comes into play, where you find common interests, you find common core values. And then if you can have fun with this person, if this person is your best friend, because if you ask any married person, they're, they're going to say their best friend is their spouse. And that's what it, that's how it's supposed to be. But yeah, so that's uh that's our little take on relationships and dating. You know, if you guys disagree with anything, go ahead and leave it in the comments and then tell us your little spill. Also in the comments, let me know. I want to, I want to know uh, what your guys take on dating and relationships are. Have you guys had any troubles with dating? Has, was there something that, that, that stood out that did help you out in, in the long run and all that stuff? And, and if so, did you guys get married or are you guys working on that? Yeah. Just let me know in the comments, you know, again, like this video, subscribe to the channel, make sure the notifications are on. If you're on Spotify, there is questions below that you guys can answer. Feel free to leave a review on this podcast episode or just on the whole show. It is out of five stars. Uh, it would definitely help me out if you guys rate the show. We are going to go into the final category of this podcast, this episode. I think, uh, I think Katie's, I think you're a little excited about this one, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I don't know if I'm excited. I mean, I'll go and watch horror movies. I'll go and watch scary movies, suspenseful movies, all that stuff. But you don't want to be sitting next to me. <laughs> are you super jumpy? I am super or jumpy, jumpy, man. That is crazy. I, I feel like jump scares are cheap shots, though. They are cheap shots, man. They are cheap shots. And the other thing, too, is, like, if something is very gruesome and all that stuff, that stays in my freaking mind. Like, I see oh, it yeah. everywhere. And, <laughs> and it's just something that I, I just don't like, but I'll still go and watch it. I don't know why. <laughs> I know. It's definitely not a genre for everyone. All right, well, let's go into the top five lists, all right? I don't know. Did you did you get it ready? You got it prepared already? 
turn in. You did? All right. So give me yeah. your give me your top five best horror movies. My number one horror movie, my favorite one is Hereditary. Do I elaborate on these as I go or do I just like straight up? Just go ahead like... and elaborate on it. <laughs> okay. Hereditary is like my favorite. It's an A24 film, which are my favorite. It's kind of like an independent film type of um, production, but um, Hereditary was my favorite just because it scared the shit out of me. Like it took me maybe like two weeks to recover. It was just really, really scary. When you get scared in movies, is that like a a good adrenaline rush for you or? It is. That's perfect. It's an adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's like similar to being on a roller coaster, but it's in your mind. It's a mind roller coaster. <laughs> and it's even better when they don't use that many jump scares. It's like literally the plot that scares you or just the characters that are really good at playing their part. Okay, and number two. Number two would probably be Midsommar. Another A24 film. It just has a lot of fucked up scenes, but the overall like story of it is just, I don't know, it's so intriguing to me because also like the symbolism behind some of what is in there and just some of the parallels you can draw from that. I guess that's just in general with any film that you watch. So with uh, A24 movies, um, these are not necessarily like out in like the, the theater, big theaters? yeah, the big theaters and stuff. Um, they are actually. It's 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 pretty popular. I think most people are gonna be like me, where I don't know what that is. The A twenty four. I know you kind of tried to elaborate on it a little bit. Like, what what exactly is the A twenty four film? So it's more like privatized filmmakers. I think. Uh, sorry. Let me just. Okay, so it says it's an American independent entertainment company that specializes in film and television production, as well as film distribution. I would say it's one of the, the more bigger indie platforms, especially as of recent, but they've got a lot, of, a lot of films that really make you think, and I think that's what I really, really like. There's a lot of horror films that are like super lame, yeah. but with these in particular, I like that they really make you think. <laughs> Like all the uh, while being scared. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so it's it's. Um, do you not like those um those comedy horror movies where it's just stupid and funny? <laughs> I can't stand them. I'll only watch them if like I'm like super bored. Which, yeah. So you're not gonna go watch the the new Scream movie? Oh my goodness, <laughs> I was tempted to, but I don't think it's on my list. No. I feel like. When Scream first started coming out, I felt like it was kind of stupid, kind of dumb. But this new preview of this new one, uh, supposedly the final one, yeah, it actually looks scary. Like it looks like it's not as stupid, at least to me, as the the, the <laughs> first ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't seen the the trailer for this one yet, but I also saw. I thought the same too. I think it was like last year they had a film, a Scream film that came out last year. And I watched it, and it was just as I thought it'd be, just goofy. All right, well, what's your uh, number three? Um, it's going to be Conjuring, the first one. The second one's all right. The third one, what the hell even? I think there's supposed to be the fourth one coming out this year, like later in the fall. 
That's exciting. Yeah. Hopefully they redeem themselves from the third one because the third one was trash. No, I didn't even bother because I heard a lot of people talking a lot of smack. Oh, about good. It. I did. I did like it. The first one, I did like the first one. I thought it was cool. The second yeah. one, I was okay with it. Third one, I didn't want to bother watching, and then but I saw the previews for the fourth one. This new one coming out, I thought it was good. Oh my gosh, has the preview come out? I saw a preview. I don't know if it's like the official. I think it was just it was one of those. Yeah, it was just those teasers that like you know how YouTubers are. So they were talking about what could possibly happen. This and that, based off of this information. Da 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 da. So. Oh man. I'm very I'm very into like YouTube, man. (laughs) Fair. There's a lot of good stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Conjuring, though. Great, great movie. Um, Number four, right? Yeah, number four. Number four is going to be, going to probably be Insidious. I think that's when I really started getting into horror movies was Insidious. So back in my high school days. And to me, it just seemed a little more innocent. Like, they're not that scary, but they seem innocent enough. I thought I thought Insidious was a good series. They They had four, right? Or three? Yeah, they did. Four. Four. I think I missed one of them. Oh, you know what? I think I missed the last two, because then I didn't want to go watch it. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Man. Are you like, um, so my, I don't even know if my my wife likes scary movies. You know what? She wants to go watch it because she wants to watch me get scared. That's the only reason why she wants to watch scary movies, because I I don't know. I, I don't know if you're, if you're like her. She laughs every time there's a jump scare. I'm like, how are you laughing at this? What the heck? Oh my goodness. My old boss's wife is just like that. She'll, like, it's literally a killing scene and she's just laughing. That's what my boss says all the time. He's like, yeah, she was just, that's not me. I definitely not. Although I did have a friend who would just freak out over every single jump scare. And it got to the point where this was like back when you couldn't pick your movie seats. But we sat next to these dudes, and she was just jumping all over the dudes. I felt so bad for them, but yeah, it was it was interesting. Those guys didn't move or anything, or he was like, "Yeah, no. I come here, no. I, I got they you." Probably... <laughs> <laughs> they definitely didn't do that. They're probably like Loki annoyed. I don't know. She's very uh, very out there as a person. So imagine her being scared in the theater. Like, I've gotten kind of used to it to where, like, I'm, like, predicting. I'm, like, I think there's a scare scene right here. I'm getting ready. Getting yeah. Ready. <laughs> or you, like, plug your ears. I do that all I, the time. I don't, I don't plug my ears. <laughs> really? It kind of helps. I just, the, the, the one thing that I don't like about getting jump scared is people making fun of me. And I'm, like, that was a scary moment. Jeez, stop making fun of me. Like, but you like almost fell out your seat. Like, so watch the movie. The scariest ones is when it like lingers with you afterwards. Oh, after man. you watch the movie, you're like, especially when it's like uh, something has to do with, I don't know, somebody walking in the middle of the night with you know no lights on or the street lights would turn off. And one time I was driving home after the movie, and the freaking street light turned off. I'm like, bro. Oh jeez. I was like, don't do this to me right now. <laughs> I can't. Bro, it's just I was like, bro, that is not a coincidence, bro. And so I started I just looking around, man. <laughs> I was like, you start like reading into everything. It's terrible. But you like that. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> to an extent. To an extent. 
there's times where I'm just like, Katie, what are you doing? Like <laughs> times where I watch scary stuff and I'm like, mom, <laughs> help me out. <laughs> help me out here. I feel that. It's gotten, it's gotten to the point where I had a, I would have dreams sometimes, you know, but it's it, before it was bad, but now it's like once in a while. It would be like dreams as if, you know, whatever scene it was, like I was in that scene or I seen like a loved one in that scene. (laughs) That's creepy. I've never dealt with, I've had some pretty weird dreams, but oof, never that. Yeah. And and that plays a part into why I. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I would not put myself through a horror movie if I've had traumatic (laughs) events in the past that have happened to me and. Well, that's fair. At least, at least I didn't spill my popcorn because I jump scared. Like some people, they'll be like, "Whoa!" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you haven't done that? No, I like I would like whenever I get jump scared, like it's just a like super fast flinch, like a big one, like like that's it, or you know what I mean? Oh, it's okay. not like ah. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's that's good. Yeah, not everyone reacts that way. I guess not in a subtle way. Yeah. All right, so your final number five. Number five, man. This would have to be Children of the Corn. This is an old one, but it was just creepy because, you know, these kids are killing adults. Exactly. Is, yeah, and they were in a cult. So what's scarier than a cult? Like, oh, scary. <laughs> and they made the kids look scary as fuck. Like, Hell yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was I think that's the worst, though. Like, seeing adults be scary and all that stuff, I feel like it's the norm. <laughs> but if you see kids, oh, man. Exactly. Scariest thing. Especially, like, when... I don't even know if this is, like, a horror. I think Walking Dead, do you consider that as a horror? 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 <laughs> uh, sure. Again. It could be categorized as it. Yeah. But when in The Walking Dead, or even the show that I'm watching now, The Last of Us, or any apocalyptic or zombie movies when they when when i see kids turn into zombies and they're like freaking going on all that stuff like i am actually scared and then like it makes me when i see kids in real life i just like see that on that kid like like imagine if these kids just turned into a zombie first you're heartbroken then you're just like whoa yeah like disturbed (laughs) And, and they're like the the they're like the the hardest one to kill in the movie because they're super fast and they're agile and all that stuff and it's insane as much as i don't like scary movies i did yeah i mentioned i do still go and watch them so one of my one of my favorite scary movies or horror movies is uh the exorcist of emily rose oh my goodness that one is legit scary <laughs> that is i can't legit. watch that alone at all can especially for me like i'm very you know, I grew up Catholic and all that stuff. So, like, with all the oh. freaking, you know, the it, it's a freaking exorcism, really. That's what, you know, back in the days, that's what uh, Christians, Catholics, and other religions did. You know, they performed exorcisms, right? <laughs> so it's personal. It was yeah. personal. So that, that's what made it more scary and stuff. You know what I mean? That's how they get you. Yeah. And uh, the creepiest part was when... You know, she started like doing the the counting and all that stuff, like the one, two, three, four, five. 
bro and i didn't know that i didn't know that she was counting the the fifth 15 i think it was 15 demons that was living in her that, that's why she was counting that's insane yeah bro. that was that's a that's a good one that i forgot was a about good one. one and then the other thing too that like i would picture people in real life when i'm walking like when she tried to run away and then she would walk down the street and try to run in the rain and you see she passes by this old couple and their face just like opens up you remember that part yeah, i remember that yeah part. so like That's when, when i would <laughs> yeah exactly so when i would go in real life i would just like picture people's faces like that. <laughs> See, this is why horror movies are so bad they start distorting your view of life exactly that's why no I, no no go ahead go ahead my sisters found it so funny because that's the same girl that's tina the talking tummy on white chicks right so we were like we had a hard time taking it seriously <laughs> because we we're like we still had that view of her being on white chicks so that may be kind of like you know when you start looking for like little loopholes and and how to view scary movies you're like oh yeah it's not that scary that's literally tina the talking tummy girl <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why i always find it hard I always find it hard, like, you know, I get it, you're an actor or actress, and you, you know, you want to get into different, more movies to broaden your, 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 um, your resume or whatever. Maybe try and, like, if you're going to go with scary movies or be a character in the scary movie, like, maybe do multiple, have a good, uh, <laughs> resume on just scary movies, and then if you want to change careers, then okay, now go into all these other comedy films and this and that, and then you, when you're done with comedy, okay, go to a lot of romantic films, you know what I mean? yeah just ease into it don't just do a jump scare don't just uh don't don't be a, a little ditzy character in this you know fully comedy movie and then you go straight into being the main character of this <laughs> most like horrific movie ever i don't expect us to be sold <laughs> yeah just yeah. yeah i mean she she did a great job like she it was did. she was a good job in acting the part of the exorcist of emily rose man it was good yeah well, there you have it, guys. There's um, uh, Katie's top five horror movies. If you guys hadn't watched it already, um, I'll try to find the links to those movies or whatever, and I'll have them linked down below. I also, as we start to uh, land this plane of this podcast, I'll also link her podcast to her Spotify down below. Go ahead and check it out. Rate her show if you guys would like to. Also, leave some feedback because, you know, any feedback is, is good feedback. It don't matter if it's... Um, bad feedback or constructive or good feedback or you know tooting our flute feedback every feedback is good and i'm sure i'm sure katie you would appreciate it if, if people would you know listen to your podcast and give their thoughts on you know how they felt about your podcast because i i enjoy it yep before before we uh we head off with uh katie's final words um i just want to shout out to the millions of people watching this podcast <laughs> <laughs> the millions and you know i got that from the rock because you know how back when he was wrestling he was like the millions oh yeah <laughs> but uh no yeah shout out to you guys for uh stopping by and watching this podcast or listening um i really do appreciate you guys every support goes a long way uh we will be bringing on another guest for next uh episode and you know for future episodes so once again a new episode is dropped every wednesday um, I try to drop it around eight o'clock in the morning at Arizona time. Uh, this past week, I had some troubles with some internet issues. And so I posted it later in the day. Uh, but yeah, every Wednesdays, you guys can check out the YouTube page. There's a lot of shorts on different little small little clips of the actual episode. 
So go ahead and check those out if you guys don't have time to watch the whole hour and a half or whole hour or however long the podcast is. But any feedback is uh, much appreciated. Thank you guys so much again for being here. Uh, without further ado, Katie, do you have one advice that you try to live by that you want people to know? Yes, it's probably love people and use things because the opposite is not true. It's from one of my favorite podcasters. They're called The Minimalists. And basically their kind of motto is to be purposeful and intent intentional with every bit of your life, whether that's in your relationships or what's on your social media. So I think that it's it's a really good thing to live by. Just love people and use things. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Can you um because I think you cut out a little bit. Uh, can you say the oh. actual quote again? Just, yep. just a quote. Love people and use things because the opposite never works. Sounds good. Well, that is the, the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again. I, I can't thank you guys. There's, there's, I got to always thank you guys because you guys, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you listeners, you watchers. Or in, and I wouldn't be here for if it wasn't for the guests that I have on the podcast. And um, I appreciate you, Katie, for coming on. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much again, uh, taking the time out every day uh, to to be on this podcast. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. I did. That's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'll catch you guys on the next one, and we out. to the deep podcast.